0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Fantasy Scouts Podcast, episode number 31. I am your host, Chad Workman, joined by fellow scouts, Sam Erman and Matt Nine. Today on the show, we've got a packed slate for you. We're going to talk about the news that broke after Thursday's game uh, with the Eagles and Zach Ertz being traded. Uh, We're going to kind of assess the quarterback landscape as we're one third of the way into the season. Derek Henry put on a show on Monday night. What's his value the rest of the season? Can he keep this up? And at what point do you look to sell him in Dynasty? Matt has some great research on NFL running backs and their usage thus far. You're going to want to stick around for that. And then we're going to end the show on a fun game of would you rather give you some names, pick who we would rather have rest of season and in Dynasty. So stick around, but head on over to ffballallday.com. Patreon.com backslash fantasy scouts. Subscribe to our Patreon. Um, got daily content coming out. My weekly review is free on ffballday.com this week. Go check that out. See if you like it. Um, and then hit that subscribe on Patreon. And don't forget, we've partnered with Thrive Fantasy. Go ahead and download the Thrive app. Use code FFScouts for 100% deposit match up to $100. That code is FFScouts. Let's get into the show, guys. with the news that broke. um uh, I believe it actually didn't break until Friday morning, but after uh we saw an emotional Zach Ertz after Thursday's game. Matt, I want to start with you because you obviously know the Eagles very well. You've been following them uh, closely and you've been high on obviously Hertz, but Goddard as well. So the Ertz trade, we all expected this. It was a matter of if not when. It took a little longer than we anticipated, but What does this move, you know, do for Goddard, for Ertz, um, both of these clubs? So I think
1: right away we need to look at Zach Ertz. Uh, I don't think his value changes at all, to be perfectly honest. Uh, He was, you know, if we look at the Cardinals from the beginning of the year, they were targeting Max Williams. Uh, What was it? Seven, eight targets a game. He, he, He was getting there. So it was nice to see that the Cardinals finally integrate the tight end into their offense. Um, they gave up a fifth in their rookie. I believe he was a third round corner, maybe a fourth round pick. So it's not like a whole, whole lot, but, but it's a decent amount, especially for a guy who's essentially a one year rental because they're not going to pick up his, what's up just Jeff? to
0: not to interrupt you, but he was a day three, but he was a sixth round pick. Oh, I okay. Believe. I thought he was, right. a I thought it was a little bit earlier than that.
1: So again, it's not a whole, whole lot, but it's enough to make you go, you know, obviously the Cardinals going all in They're the only remaining undefeated team left in the league. So, they're making a push for the Super Bowl, or at least a deep playoff run. But I don't, I don't think Zach Ertz's value changed. He's probably still going to be that guy that sees six to seven targets a game. Uh, if there's anybody that gets hurt by this move on the Cardinals, I think it's Christian Kirk. I am not. I don't think it's Rondell Moore. I think you're still going to see Hopkins and AJ Green lined up as your outside receivers, and then you'll have Zach Ertz as well as Rondell Moore in the slot. So I think Christian Kirk takes the biggest hit here, even though the hit isn't truly massive. So – That's what my viewpoint from the Cardinal side, as for the Eagle side, man, you have to be elated. Like finally, finally uh, we get Dallas Goddard season that, you know, we were talking about before the year began. I I do know this. I I'm looking at my article here that I wrote on this and I want to, I want to reread this uh, that that I put in my article. Uh, This is a quote from an Eagles insider prior to the beginning of week one, starting with the coaching staff which has developed plans to move forward with Dallas Goddard as the tight end one for the 2021 season. Head coach Nick Sirianni has a strong desire to play more 11 personnel, which is one tight end and three receivers, in an effort to get more speed on the field. So the first few weeks, we didn't get to see that. We saw a lot of 12 personnel with Zach Ertz and Goddard on the field at once. But here over the last four or five days, They have traded Zach Ertz. The GM has come out and said that we are going to give Dallas Goddard all the work he can handle because we need to figure out if we want to pay him or not. Uh, Dallas Goddard obviously has a big incentive to work his ass off and to be a part of this offense to uh, want to get paid. I mean, he's in line. If if he has a good showing the remainder of the year, he's in line for a massive extension. Might even be the highest paid tight end in the league when it's all said and done. And then the head coach who wants to play 11 personnel and who has on two different occasions – on this mini-buy that they've had since uh, they played last Thursday night, has said there's no reason that Dallas Goddard shouldn't have six catches a game. Well, However many targets it takes, he needs to have at least six catches a game. He's going to be a massive part of the offense moving forward. We're going to feed him the ball. So I am, I think Dallas Goddard is a top five in rest of the way, and Zach I think, stays around your tight end 13-14. You know, could have some boom games, but also could have some games where you're
0: left scratching your head. Yeah, I think that pretty much sums it up. But do you have anything to add, Sam?
2: No, I mean, he covered all the bases,
0: really. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I th- I think Ertz could maybe, well, you're probably right. Some some boom weeks for sure. I kind of probably would value him a little higher than, than tight end 13, 14, just with the way the landscape is. But I think that's pretty much um, a good general assessment. So um, I want to talk about the quarterback landscape and where we're at. The reason is because, Sam, you and I were talking, you you kind of wanted to hit on some things with Lamar Jackson, Sam Darnold. Um, there's kind of been a shift in some of those guys and, and what they've been doing. And I think the entire quarterback landscape is pretty interesting and becoming more clear through uh, six weeks now. It's a pretty good sample size. So let's just start with you, Sam. I know you want to talk about those two guys, but I'll give you the floor to kind of just touch on uh, really whatever you want with in terms of quarterbacks.
2: All right. Yeah. Um, I kind of feel like the most obvious thing that needs to be talked about first is Lamar Jackson's development in the passing game. Um, he's been outstanding. Um, he's taken that leap that everybody wanted him to take. Um, he, and he looks good. He looks more comfortable in the pocket. He's actually like progressing through his reads, um, not rushing anything. And you can see that those weapons that they drafted around him are starting to develop. Um, you know, you can say what you want about Hollywood Brown, and I'm personally not a big fan. But he, you know, he's he's been all right most of the season. Um, Rashad Bateman was back last week, um, had a 25% target share, so that's got to be really exciting. Um, but Lamar's already put up almost 1,700 yards passing, and is completing just under 68% of his passes. Um, I mean, in he hasn't lost anything on the ground either. I mean, he looks absolutely incredible. And, I mean, he has to be a top three MVP candidate again. I mean, anybody disagree with that? No. Yeah. I mean, no. like, the dude's unbelievable. Um, he, I mean, he's absolutely taken that step. And I kind of feel like he was the first person that he talked about because, like, he has taken that jump. He's looked great. Those weapons are coming into their own. I mean, they, they're starting to see like, oh, okay, like, oh, there's Sammy Watkins. Oh, okay, you know, like there's James Prochet's coming around. Oh, Devin DuVernay's returning a kick. Oh, there goes Marquise Hollywood-Brown for 75 yards. It's like this stuff's starting to work. It's starting to click. Um, and I don't see any reason, like, even if he starts to fall off in the in the running game, he's still going to be a good enough passer, I would assume, to be a top-10 QB for a long time. And he, I mean, right? because he'll still be a runner even when he's not like Lamar Jackson still running right if yeah. that makes sense like yeah. he'll still be a mobile QB
0: For so sure. i mean you have to
2: be ecstatic about that and then similar to what you're seeing in in Chicago um you're seeing those flashes with just or Justin Fields um and I kind of just feel like he's being held back um so you're kind of hoping the coaching staff's gone this year um and then sam darnold is the other quarterback i want to talk about because first three weeks of the year with christian mccaffrey the dude looked great but it just turned out that um maybe we owe adam Gase an apology i mean holy crap sam darnold over the past three weeks has been putrid he's been hard to watch and he has looked exactly like what he looked like with adam Gase. and it makes you start to question like do they bring in deshaun watson i mean like You're six weeks in, and he looked like he was seeing ghosts again. I mean, if he's only competent with CMC on the field, that's not a player I want to be owning in Dynasty, right? I mean, like, has has he turned into like a really obvious sell high?
1: Not honestly, not for me. I think I'm actually still trying to buy because. He's just not a guy that's a drop back passer. It should be passing, you know, 45 times a game like they have been doing. And the coach came out and said that they're going to try and get back to establishing the run. So I think it's a lot easier. I wonder if some of it was scheme because I never really saw a lot of dump offs or like designed passing plays to Chuba Hubbard like you see with McCaffrey. So I wonder if it was on the staff just not trusting Chuba and instead we're going to let Darnold throw up maybe, you know, down the field a little bit more. So I just wonder if they get back to just involving the running back more in the past game will help him settle back down and, and open that stuff up uh, to, on the intermediate and deep
2: levels again. Did his post or did Matt rules comment post game, not bother you where he's like, basically like, we got to get the ball out of Sam's hands. And that reminds me of another quarterback up in Detroit. We need to have a conversation about too.
1: I I don't know. I mean, for fantasy purposes, he's QB eleven right now. So I mean, he's getting it done with his legs, which is a nice, a nice plus. They picked up his fifth year option. I just have a really hard time, unless they trade for a Watson or a Wilson, um, really hard time believing that he's the.
2: Well, I just
1: feel like he's the, the guy, guy at the until the end of twenty twenty two at least. I think.
2: Maybe I mean I mean like, unless
1: he's he continues to throw
2: three picks a game for the rest well, of the year and he's but he's, in the way Matt Rule came out after that game I mean he was like pissed I mean he's like oh my God this guy was hard like he didn't say it
0: but he was like this guy really sucked today yeah well and he's QB eleven like you said but he's not that far I mean there's a handful of guys that are are pretty close to him and. He probably
2: missed a game or two or been hurt like, or already had their bye.
0: The five, like, where right is he, he points per
2: game-wise? I bet points per game he's pretty average. And I like Sam Darnold, and I always defended him in New York. And I still like him. And I'm not saying bail on him or anything. It's just like what you've seen over the past three weeks has been pretty scary. And if he continues to play like that and then make a trade for Deshaun Watson, it's too late. And it just feels like one of those situations where maybe you get out before it's too late. If it's too late. I mean, like, what if you could trade Sam Darnold for, you know, someone in that same tier who's probably a little bit safer? Okay,
1: so Sam Darnold is still QB 11 in points per game, by the way.
0: Okay. He is, but what I was trying to say is that he has five rushing touchdowns, which is great. And like you said, he's shown some mobility, but that's not... You know, he's not going to have five rushing touchdowns every six games or whatever. I mean, even after five in the first four, he doesn't have one since. And I mean, again, he's he's shown the ability to be, um, you know, mobile. But that kind of helps uh, pad his stats a little bit.
2: I just worry that they're not married to the guy. They're flirting with another guy down in Houston. And if they pull the trigger, you can't react because it's too late. Like, the minute that if it were to happen, I'm not saying it will, but the minute that Sam Darnold to Houston would be announced, good luck trading him, good luck. I mean, like, you'll have – I mean, it'll be (laughs) – good luck. I mean, that's what I'm saying is, like, I love Sam Darnold, but,
0: like, maybe
2: you start to flirt around since they're still flirting around.
0: Yeah, and there's a lot of other quarterbacks in that range I would personally rather have, but also a guy like – I mean, if you're not – Competing this year, or if you have a surplus of quarterbacks, go try to get like Jordan Love or something, because, you know, Darnold could be out next year. Like you said, Love, you know, his his price is just going to go up. So uh, if you can spend something like that, that's kind of what I would look to do.
2: You know, this is and I know like this is probably nothing, but I was watching the Pat McAfee show today and Aaron Rodgers was on, obviously. And he was talking about how he didn't feel like that was his last game at Soldier Field as a Packer. Maybe he's playing with people. I mean, maybe maybe he's starting to have maybe thoughts he wants to come back. But he said that today, and I kind of felt like maybe that could be something. Maybe like note it, but like don't overreact. I mean, because he kinda of did hint, like, yeah, maybe you know, I would go back to Green Bay essentially. So I thought
0: I took that more as like down the line than like next year, but I guess if that's the case, like that would only be if they moved on from just uh, Jordan Love after a few years, so you could be right. That's definitely uh, maybe not a foregone conclusion that we should just be chalking it up. But I they suppose. would
2: trade Jordan Love. Like you, you invested a first round pick, right. up, you spent two years developing him. Like somebody's going to call for him, so he'll be a starting quarterback somewhere, right? Or at least get the opportunity. You know, like we don't know if he can play. Like you liked what you saw in the preseason and he's an athlete, but you never really know until the
0: live bullets start flying. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, what about, I guess, Sam, well, I'll ask both of you, but some of the guys that are around Arnold in points per game, uh, who you'd rather have, and, and first of all, I, I will say, like for me, Kurt Cousins is kind of the standout of this group. He's yeah, I'd rather have him. Like he's like the most undervalued. Quarterback in fantasy football, I think, and I I have him in a few two quarterback leagues as my QB one, just because I faded quarterback and Kirk is way too cheap, um, so he's QB ten. I would I would definitely rather have Kirk. Sammy, yep, same, yeah, Matt
1: and then Sam Darnold,
0: yeah, I they're
1: the same to me because I think Kirk's job security is just as much of a question over the next
2: twelve months as Sam's is.
0: Maybe with their respective teams, but
2: Kirk Yeah, I don't see is Kirk Cousins not gonna be a backup next year. Like he's too good. Right. I like he might I, be I starting see- down in Houston, that could be gross, you know, but that's a lot better than you know, maybe Sam Darnold as a backup. Like I just think Kirk Cousins as a floor and Dynasty is much safer for me.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: What about Derek Carr or Sam Darnold?
2: I'd probably take Carr. I mean.
0: I'd he's take, proven to be
2: a, a leader over these years, and he's not going anywhere anytime soon. So,
0: I'd take Darnold on that one. I think that's fair. I mean, I would prefer Carr, but what about um, Joe Burrow? Burrow, obviously. Yeah. Don't, don't waste my time. Daniel Jones. Darnold.
2: These are the same to me. Yeah. <laughs> these two, in my opinion, are like... They're one year rentals right now, and you better hope that they get that extension. They're both athletes. They'll both give you that rushing floor. Both are turnover machines at times. I mean, these two are the same. I don't know. I'd flip a coin.
0: Yeah, I would. Yeah. Maybe
2: Darnold, because right now he's got the better coaching staff and weapons. And I trust that more than Judge, or I mean, Joe Judge right now, I guess.
0: Yeah. That's fair. I, I do think that we'll stop there because I think that's just about right. But
1: I I do want to point out real quick, just QB1, Josh Allen. I mean, this guy's showing that last year was no fluke. Yeah. I, I've been know, I've been extremely impressed. No, I I'm just saying, like, it's just it's nice to see him continuing to play at such a high level after you know he
0: ran through the league last year as far as fantasy goes. So Yeah. And I do think after the first two weeks when he wasn't stellar and that offense was struggling, I I don't think anybody was, like, writing him off. But I do think some people were kind of, like, well, maybe a little worried that he could fall back into, you know, kind of his, his older habits. Um, well, there is another
2: quarterback I would like to talk
0: about. Um, I'm going to be over in Los Angeles who's
2: playing out of his mind that probably should get some more love. Um, who's probably also an MVP candidate leading the 5-1 Rams. Um, him, Matt Stafford has been everything I dreamed of, and it's been fun. That's all I gotta say. I mean, he's QB eight right now. He's good for 20, 25, 30 a game. You know, if he depends, if you get the one
0: touchdown or four. Yeah, he's been him in... he could uh,
2: have had five last week, but they, they call it got called back. So, but
1: I know how that feels. Yeah. I feel what like about?
0: I, I've been impressed with we talked about the Cowboys offense last week and how they've been like too efficient almost. And Dak Prescott, I wrote about in my review, if you, he had just seven and a half points in week two, which obviously they all count, but um, you know, that's definitely an outlier. If you take that one out, he's at QB five points per game. And that's on, I mean, he threw it 51 times in week six, but outside of week one and six, he, his highest total is 32 attempts. So I mean, he's getting it done even on fewer attempts. So I've been pretty impressed with Dak. How How far up would you guys go uh, with ranking Dak? I mean, in- I wouldn't
2: move him. and He's my QB six, and I feel like that's probably fair. Um, the Cowboys, to me, have at least been – they've tried to be a better team, run the football more, play better defense. I think just last week they caught themselves in a shootout against the Patriots that they weren't expecting. Um, last week was kind of the outlier – and season trends on passing yardage and attempts it's you'll get those games uh, because he can play like that but you know I mean I kind of feel like last week
0: based on what we've seen and how they've adapted this year and grown as a team was more of that wire yeah that makes sense I can I can definitely buy that Um,
2: but I'm still saying like he's an elite QB1 I mean like don't
0: take don't get me wrong or anything I'm just saying right yeah Yeah, definitely he's He's I mean, as long as he has those weapons and and you can just tell, man, he's just like he's such a good and smart quarterback, too. He really understands the game and protections and coverages and what the defense is trying to do. So um definitely been been impressed with him. Oh, I would like to talk about a like a, a loser. I know. Um, I was just going to mention him. But yeah, Ryan Tannehill. Oh, no. I was going to bring oh. up off, but why don't you talk about both of those? Oh, guys?
2: well, yeah. Both have been disappointments. Tannehill's been all right. I mean, he hasn't been a huge bust, but I mean, he hasn't been like – he hasn't had that rushing floor that you're used to. Um, so I guess, you know, he's kind of worried of some, I guess. I mean, he's dropped off some. I mean, you know, maybe A.J. Brown Julio being hurt has something to do with that, but – Yeah, cause is-
1: Or maybe I the loss he- of your offensive coordinator.
2: Yeah. It's probably a combination of all of that, really. I mean, like it's tough. It, it takes time to gel and mesh in offense.
0: Yeah, and I noticed. Um, I haven't had time to really like dig into the numbers, but I did notice last night when Derrick Henry got going, they really relied on that play action to suck the defense in, and AJ Brown had his patented, uh, you know, crossing our posts over the middle, and that's something that I hadn't really seen yet this season, or at least not much of. So getting back to that, I think could help Tannehill a lot too. Yeah. All right, golf. Um, days seem to
2: be numbered. Um, doesn't look good, and they're going to get the hell beat out of them this weekend. It's the finally the Rams weekend, so I'm pretty excited about that one. Um, I mean, his coach called him out in a press conference. Um, and if, if Dan Campbell's calling you out publicly, it's not a good thing. He's not a guy who likes to do that. Um, they're frustrated. He's looked bad. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of what you expected though. Isn't it not?
0: Yeah, I think so. I, I didn't have high hopes for him in Detroit. I know people who were optimistic about it, but I, yeah, I didn't didn't have a lot of faith. I can think of somebody
2: who was really optimistic, but it's also the same person I think who thinks Baker Mayfield is a top five quarterback. Um, So I don't know, maybe I need that, some of that Kool-Aid. Yeah, because Baker Mayfield was horrible. Bakers looked Bacon. horrible too, even before he got hurt again. Yeah. I mean Yeah. And then I will say the growth of Mac. Mac has gotten better every week. He's looking really, really good. Um Trevor Lawrence as well is starting to get to come around. So I mean like there's so much going on in the quarterback market that we I mean we keep going, but we probably gotta move on.
0: Yeah, I'm good. Uh, I'm good with that. We covered a lot of guys there. So why don't we talk about the king of uh, basically just rushing in the NFL, Derrick Henry. He is on a pretty historic pace. He became, let's see, he joined Eric Dickerson, Jim Brown, as the only running backs in NFL history to rush for at least 750 yards and 10 touchdowns through his first six games of the season. He's actually a decent bit ahead of, his pace he was on last year and he's actually on pace for a 17 game season. He's on pace for 2,219 rushing yards and 28 touchdowns, which is just crazy. Um, so I guess I'll ask you, Matt, starting with you, can he keep up this pace? Maybe not this pace, but can he keep up this kind of pace? And you know, obviously if you're a contender, you you're relying on him heavily, but as a dynasty manager, you know, at what point do you start to worry about the wheels falling off and look to move on, or are you just enjoying the ride and ignoring everything else?
1: Well, myself personally, there was definitely a lot of skepticism coming into the year because of the workload he had last year. But from what I've seen through the first six games this year, I, I think it's completely fair to say he's the Tom Brady of running backs. He's he's the outlier. He's the guy that could be doing this for another five, six years until he's thirty one, thirty two. I just just Somebody of his size with his wear and tear so far shouldn't be getting better as his career goes on, which I think is just a testament to his work ethic, his diet, and just his overall talent level. So, for me, if I'm a dynasty manager, if you want to trade him, go for it. Make sure you get a hell of a, ret- of a return. Otherwise, I'd, I'm probably just ride the Derrick Henry trade into the ground.
2: Yeah, that's kind of how I am too. I don't really, you know, like. He rushed for 2,000 yards last year, and he's probably going to do the same thing this year. I don't, I mean, has that ever been done before? I know it's been done
1: like once by like eight different people, but has it ever been done twice by the same person?
2: And especially in back to back years, I don't think so. No. Oh. And I just, I mean, I don't see any reason, barring injury, that he's going to slow down. Um, I mean, he'll, he could hit 2,000 yards. He probably will with the extra game if he stays healthy. So, Um, I mean, and he's different. Um, I mean, as a big man laying those hits, running 21.8 miles per hour. Um, If you have Derrick Henry, you're winning. And he's literally pulling me in one league that I'm supposed to be rebuilding, but nobody wanted to pay up for him. And now I'm four and two. Um, (laughs) So if you have Derrick Henry, you ride until the wheels fall off, man. He's built different. Um, He gets a few receptions a game now, too. So, I mean, just enjoy it while you got it because this is different. This is fun. I mean, he'll probably put up 2,000 yards barring an injury.
0: Yeah, and that's what I was going to mention to Sam regarding the receptions. He's on pace for 51 targets, um, which isn't a ton, but he only saw 31 in 16 games last year, and that was – his career high, you know, other seasons it's been 15, 17, 18 and 24. So, um, they're definitely looking to get him involved there a little bit more. And I think part of it is like, they will stack the box against him. I noticed him go in motion and line up in the slot, but also I think they try to get him going on some screen passes because that's a way that they can kind of shift the defense and he's not running into, you know, an eight man box. Um, I tweeted this out today and I want to bring it up because
2: this is ridiculous. The Titans have played 6 games. Derrick Henry has 921 scrimmage yards and 10 touchdowns. That's That's yeah. not right. I mean, he's literally playing Madden on rookie.
0: Yeah. It's it's just insane to watch. He's built different and that's why what Matt said about him being the Tom Brady of running backs and just getting better. I mean, nobody else can do that, but he is just really built different. I just pray to God. You didn't jinx it, Matt. Time out. You're muted, Matt.
2: At
1: this point, you can't, like I said, it's just the Tom Brady of running backs. You can't project him to, for the wheels to fall off. I mean, it's just, I would just enjoy watching witnessing something that that that's special. It's clearly um if he quit today, I think he'd be, I'd think he'd get a gold jacket easily. But now he's on he's on his way to potentially being the greatest running back of all time. So that's just where we're at with it.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. And that was his fifth game with hundred and forty plus rushing to, and three touchdowns. I <laughs> want to talk about this too.
2: Um the Ray GQ tweet today. Uh, um, it's talking about Derrick Henry, and um, there was a like a post that came out that if Derrick Henry like continues his pace that he's on, and somehow like the guy like showed sign, like he long story short 2027 is how long you're supposed to keep Derrick Henry, according to Ray GQ. Um, it's kind of a joke, but it's like kind of not serious, um, because that's when his contract ends. And um, if he keeps that pace, he'll break the NFL all-time leading record by then if he keeps the current pace he's at right now.
0: <laughs> that is ridiculous. That is, wild. That that is wild. wild, yeah. And I I will say I floated him out there um, for some offers in one league this offseason. I had a very high asking price, and nobody would pay it. But I'm just laughing now that he's just running through the league. And I, like Matt said, I'm just going to hang on to him and enjoy the ride because I don't think he's going to be slowing down. You know, not so, okay, so if you don't think he's slowing down. It, it can
2: you make an argument that he should be your dynasty RB one in all formats?
1: No, because I, I still but if want, he, you're, you're going to tell me he's rushing, gonna
2: be rushing for 2000 yards every year. Why the hell is that not RB one? Well, I'm not saying he's going to rush
0: for 2000 yards every every year. You I get mean, my point, though. like it's yeah. a valid question. I, I mean, I think, man, I, I haven't updated my dynasty rankings. I don't think he would be one, but I think it's very possible that you could make that case. It's like you look
2: at the age and the the like usage and like everything tells you like, bro, like at some point this is going to snap. Right. But like he's bigger and he's, he's the guy taking all big giving out the hits. Like he never looks like he gets tired or like, ever dinged like i mean he just gets up and it's like okay you want another hit okay i'll meet you down 20 yards again i just yep everything tells you like oh like this dude should be a sell 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 but like until you get some sort of indication otherwise like i don't know why you wouldn't
0: yep i agree um i think we could talk about him all day but we'll move on i just want to read his last five games so weeks through two six 35 for 182 three touchdowns plus six receptions for 55 yards 28 next week 28 carries for 113 next week 33 for 157 and a touchdown next week 29 for 130 and three the following week 20 for 143 and three like you said i mean those are video game numbers but um let's transition we'll stick with running backs but um matt i'm gonna just kind of give the floor to you because I know you did some research. We kind of had a lot of conversation about amongst the scouts about, you know, workhorse running backs. If the league is shifting more towards timeshares committees, or if there's still some more courses in there and Matt, you, you kind of looked at the numbers and dug into that a little bit. So I just want to get your perspective and, and give you the floor on this one.
1: Okay. So let me preface this by asking you guys a question to you. What percentage of snaps and opportunity do you look at for it to be a workhorse in your eyes? What is that split? It's obviously not 50 50, so it's going to be north of that. Is it 60 40 or is it 70 30? Like, where does it become workhorse territory for you?
2: Um, well, for me, I mean, like when I coached in college, it was like 95 percent. I mean, Brian didn't come off the field and he knew that. Um, okay, well. James Robinson thinking, like, was a true exception
1: last year being above 90%. Like that's no, like, I'm thinking like I would probably rare. say
2: like a workhorse role 75, 80%. I mean I would but, say... Oh, sorry. I, well hold on, but like I know that most teams are probably way under that. Um and I say that like I don't know. I mean we'll see what man has to say, but I would say like a workhorse role, like when I think of somebody, like I think of like Derrick Henry,
0: who like you barely see off the field. I would say, I think it could be like, I would I would say 70% of like snap share.
1: Okay. So it's interesting you say that and you bring up Derrick Henry. So for me, I actually think it's, it's 65, 65, 35. That's where I like my personal split, but 70 is fine. So Derrick Henry is actually at 70% snap share right now. He's not, you know, on the field every play at 90%. That's just not. That's just not his role. His opportunity share is extremely high. When he's on the field, he's generally getting the ball. But as far as playing all the snaps on the offensively, he he's splitting it 30% is going to some other running back. So I went back to 2019 over the last three years, and this is what I found. Uh, these are running backs with a 70-plus percent snap share. In 2019, there were five of them. In 2020, there was one. And in 2021, there there are currently six. So the past two years combined equals how many we have right now, over 70% snap share. Above a 60% snap share uh, in 2019, there was a total of nine. In 2020, there was a total of six. And in 2021, there was a total of 13. So now this year, we have uh, more than double the last two years, over 60% snap share. And then obviously at, at above a 50% 2019, we had 19, 2020, we have 17. And in 2021, we have 21. So there are currently 21 running backs in the NFL that are seeing more, uh, more have a snap share over 50%. I don't know why it was so difficult to get out, but that's the case. Uh, we have 13 above 60% and six above 70. So I'm not seeing this split right now of, of running backs that are in this quote unquote committee. I think we continue to talk about a few isolated uh, backfields because they're very popular names right now. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is just above a 50% snap share. I think he's at 52. Antonio Gibson, obviously he's dealing with an injury, so he's kind of an exception with JD McKissick. And then another hot topic has been Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon is currently sitting at 53% while Javante is at 45, uh, even though the opportunity share is relatively close. Uh, another another name that's under 50% is Dalvin Cook he's at 46.4 obviously a lot of that has to do with exiting a game early so that number is a little skewed but it's hard to imagine he's actually above 60% so he probably falls in that 50 to 60 range and then Nick Chubb is also under 50% while Kareem Hunt is actually uh above him by almost 2% snap share so Kareem Hunt is actually seeing the field more often than Nick Chubb however Nick Chubb is you know outproducing Kareem Hunt so I'm not seeing the shift.
2: Yeah. Um, I want to say something because you just mentioned Alvin cook when he's been healthy, he's 73%, 73.3 and 67. Um, and then whatever this upcoming week. Well, yeah, he, that was Carolina. So 73% this week. So like when he's been healthy, fully healthy, he, you know, he's been that workforce role again. Um,
0: yeah, I, yeah. He's right at 67%. If, it, the nice thing about player profilers, they have it by – like. I wasn't you, a you fan play. of their update at first, but I've gotten used to it, and I think I'm okay with it. Yeah, I like it more now than I did at first glance. Yeah. But, anyways.
1: but I think the overall point is, is that I don't think we're shifting to a committee approach across uh, the NFL as far as backfields go outside of a, a select few. I mean, I'm not entirely sure that Jonathan Taylor is in a committee with Naheem Hines. It's just that when Jonathan Taylor is on the field, you know, they might be passing instead. He's just not getting the work that I guess you would want a quote unquote workhorse running back to get, although he's being incredibly efficient with his touches right now. So I think it's a few isolated incidents. I think some of it has to do with scheme. uh, And yeah, I, If you got a guy that's getting above sixty percent, which right now there are thirteen of them, those are those very valuable guys.
0: Well, and even I'm looking at Ezekiel Elliott, and people are like, you know, obviously, obviously lately he's he's still been getting a lot of the work, but Tony Pollard's been way more involved, and people talked about that starting to shift towards a timeshare. Zeke's at seventy-one point six percent snap share, and you know his opportunity share is probably a little lower than what he's been in the past, but his snap yeah. share. I mean, they want him on the field, like a lot. And <laughs> obviously.
1: I, the, I'm looking at his top five guys right now is Najee, Kamara, James Robinson, Ezekiel Elliott, and Derrick Henry. Those are your top five.
2: The Kamara one's share. interesting.
1: Snap I wouldn't share. have that. Yeah. He plays on almost 83% of the snaps. He's huh. him. Him and Najee are the only two above 80%.
2: It's probably because without him on the field, they have no weapons. Mm-hmm. And then they could just stack the box and then won't be able to do anything. They need Michael Thomas back.
1: back. A, couple, a couple other interesting ones here. Uh DeAndre Swift is at 68%. Uh Miles Sanders is at 68%. Uh so that's an interesting case because you're like Miles Sanders is playing almost 70% of the snaps. It's just it's just a scheme. He's just not being schemed into the offense, but he's on the field. So each situation is a little different. Uh Daryl Henderson's at 65%, Joe Mixon's at 65%. Uh, Antonio Gibson is at 56%. So a lot of these guys are just, you know, it's the work is there. You know, they're on the field. It's just sometimes the offense is just not scheming the ball through their hands. What about uh, Aaron Jones? Aaron Jones is sitting at 64.
0: Okay, that's interesting. I wonder. Can Seems you like, like a me. lot of 60-40 splits. Yeah. yeah. Where, uh, I, have, I
1: have 13 guys above 60 so say again give... that
2: indicate more committees then
1: no 60 snap share
2: but that means somebody else is getting 40 which is a little bit like that's what i'm saying like i consider 60 40 more of a committee personally
0: well and i think a lot of these backfields are like 60 i mean 20 it... 20 or like it's
2: yeah, like, or it's even like they pull somebody off for 10, 10 personnel. Like, I bet 60, for 60, 60 40 could be running
1: back one gets 20 carries and running back two gets six. Like, you're going to need to be spelled from time to time. That's why
2: um, the opportunity share is so huge. Right.
1: So, I think you have to pair the two
2: together. Yeah, absolutely. Which is why Michael Carter is still screaming by for listening.
1: Yep. Uh, Elijah Mitchell has an extremely high opportunity share. Um, yeah. and, then, and then, other than that, the names. Uh, As far as SnapShare goes, they line up relatively closely.
0: I'm just really intrigued by Aaron Jones because he's been right around 60% in both SnapShare and Opportunity Share the last few years. And I think, you know, uh, he's he's shared some of that work with Jamal Williams and now AJ Dillon. But I mean, I just feel like, no question.
2: Maybe we need to start realizing that Jonathan Taylor and Aaron Jones are. Very similar in their their roles, like that sixty percent snap chair, but they're
0: ungodly efficient. Right. Yeah, very there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-mm. I mean, even Nick Chubb, I, Nick Chubb has probably been my highest rostered player of the last few years, and I, I just bought all the shares because people were worried that he doesn't catch passes, and then you know, especially with Kareem Hunt there, but guys can be very efficient on you know, in the right situation and under the right circumstances, their snap share can be maybe a little overrated. So, all right, let's go ahead and move on to a game of would you rather, I'm going to give you guys a couple names and ask who you'd rather have consider this for dynasty and, or rest of season. I kind of, if it's different, I just want to hear kind of why, um, I'll give them to you guys. I'll chime in as well. But let's start with some young receivers here. Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson? Sam, which would you rather have? Uh, I'd flip
2: a coin. I mean, maybe probably Chase because he's got the better quarterback for long term. And I'll say that for Dynasty for both. Matt? Redraft. Give me yep. both.
1: Chase. Same. Chase just, uh, I guess, the slight edge just because the quarterback play and the offense.
0: <clears throat> mm. Are you guys worried about his? Uh, I mean, he's been very nope. efficient on big plays. Are you worried about nope. that at all? Okay. Nope. He's outpacing
1: nope. Justin Jefferson mm-hmm. through six
2: weeks.
0: Yeah. Then from what he was are... last year, so. Yeah. Not saying he finishes that chemistry, better than
1: is real Jefferson, man. But... I
2: mean, that to to come into the league knowing a guy as well as they like chemistry is real and it takes years to develop what they have. And in five years, what they have have is going to be Marvin Harrison, Peyton Manning, unstoppable. Like, so I just think that's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. I think that's fair. Um Are we taking Tua or Sam Darnold? Matt, start with you. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go Sam Darnold. For
1: rest of season, because the schedule is actually super favorable for the Panthers, and I like a lot of the matchups they have coming up. And I'm gonna go probably. I'm gonna lean Tua ever so slightly in Dynasty. I think his job security is a lot safer, even if he's traded. You know, he was top five pick. Somebody's somebody's can trade him and, and give him another chance. You know, Sam Darnold is going on. This is his second chance. I'm not sure he sees a third one. You know, we're four years deep on him, but the, the, I don't think the two experiments quite over Sam.
2: Yeah. I kind of disagree with everything he said. You just agree or you disagree? No, I kind of agree. Like I, Oh, okay. I don't have anything to say. I mean, yeah, seems pretty straightforward, logical thought well thought out. Yeah. I agree with
0: that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll take this one first. DeAndre oh, Swift. Or- oh, yeah, you, you wanna- gave yourself... No, no, go ahead. You can take it. No, go ahead. I was teasing. Um, <laughs> I'll take DeAndre Swift or Antonio Gibson. I'll take Swift. Um, Obviously, the Gibson injury is a little concerning and probably contributing, but he just is not getting the work in the receiving game that we all had hoped. Swift is, and Swift's been pretty efficient on it, so... I'll take Swift. Um, Matt. Oh, um,
2: go ahead, Sam. I was just going to say, I also take Swift. Um, I guess I'm not really shocked by anything going on. I'm in Washington, but it is what it is. Uh, the reason I'll take Swift is I think he's the better overall player, but more so he's on the worst team, he's receiving back, and they're always behind. That is money in fantasy football.
1: I'm going to go Swift rest of schedule, but in Dynasty, I'm going to take in Gibson. Um Obviously, there's a lot of uncertainty with both teams' quarterback situation, and uh, I just I just trust the talent of Gibson and and that offense uh, a little bit more.
0: Man, I, I've been really impressed with uh, Swift, but that's that's fair. I think those guys are Swift neck- has been
2: JT level efficient in uh, and the passing game, and he's on the worst
0: team. I, I mean,
1: just it's picking hairs. I mean, it can yeah. be it can
2: be either.
0: Um, This one's super interesting. We'll go to you on it first, Sam. Jalen Waddle, Henry Ruggs, or Marquise Brown? I kind of feel like Waddle, And
2: I say that because it feels like when they start to lock in on him, they don't stop. Um, Henry Ruggs, you know, like he's had those bust games. That's what he is. He's a deep threat. He gets like four targets a game, and if he catches it, you're happy. And if he doesn't, you didn't really get much. Um, that's what he's been all year. Um, that's what he'll continue to be, but he's good at his role. And Hollywood Brown's been fine. Um, he's been really good, actually, overall. Um, but I think, you know, Bateman come back and maybe eating that target share a little bit. But I think Waddle has been just the most impressive rookie wide receiver outside of Cincinnati. Yeah. I disagree I've, with that, but. Go ahead. Who not. am I forgetting rookie wide receivers? Am
1: I was gonna, I, yeah, I, I was just gonna say same, same as Sam. I think I think I'm picking Waddle in that
2: scenario. I think Chad. I has think, there been a better rookie wide receiver than um,
0: Chase and Waddle? Am I forgetting somebody? Like not if you just look at all the games total. I, I've been more impressed with Kadarius Tony. I would take oh I yeah, would yeah, yeah. Bait, yeah, yeah I'd I take Tony over Waddle. At I point.
2: although his knee injury or whatever it is appears to be somewhat serious.
0: Ankle. I, I so think. What?
2: Vontae Smith hasn't had a bad start.
0: Touchdowns aren't there, but the yardage and the targets are. I would I would take Waddle in terms of dynasty amongst these three. Rest of season, I'd probably take Hollywood, Hollywood. maybe. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I
2: I wouldn't disagree either way. You know, just like what happens in two weeks if Deshaun Watson's throwing a Jalen Waddle? Like,
0: phew. yeah, but you also have I mean, Waddle's been playing without Parker and Fuller the last few weeks. His target share's gone up, but his A dot's been at five and a half. I mean, I, I wrote about it in the weekly review. His A dot is half almost half a yard lower than Kyle Uzchek. Like his A dot is so low with and part of that is a product of the quarterbacks and, and stuff like that. But at they're not you they're not getting him involved downfield, which he, he can excel at. So that worries me a little bit rest of season, but um yeah, I mean he'd be completely unlocked with Watson. Um, let's move on. We're gonna start with you on this one, Matt. Austin Eckler, Aaron Jones, or Nick Chubb? Aaron Jones,
1: rest of schedule as well as dynasty. I mean, you're paired with Aaron Rodgers, and then if Jordan Love is your quarterback next year, how else do you help a young QB develop by running the football? And they're just gonna lean on Aaron Jones probably
2: even more than they do now. Personally, and this is, is not an answer I thought I would ever give. Um, I think rest of season and dynasty, I would go Eckler. Um, he's a workhorse back. Um, he's finally getting some of the touchdowns, and he's a receiving back. Um, dude's been elite. Um, I love all three of these guys. It just... I think the Chargers' offense is still getting better, and I think Austin Eckler still got somewhat of a higher ceiling than what we're currently seeing. Um, I mean it's tough. Like I, I love all three of those guys, but Nick Chubb's hurt. Maybe he doesn't come back next week as well. So I mean I don't know. Like if you if you need to win this week and you're looking at the rest of the season, then uh, well, I guess Eckler's on bye too. So
0: I don't know. I would. I would also take Eckler by a a slim margin. I've talked about it and written about it pretty much every week. His red zone usage is way up. But I think Chubb is very close because he is out Thursday, but he'll be back. One thing I love about Chubb, well, two things, is he's extremely efficient, but also if Hunt – I mean, Kareem Hunt's going to be on IR. If he were to miss a truly extended period of time, Nick Chubb is in the overall RB1 conversation. Yeah. I don't have anything to disagree about that. Matt, I saw Matt shrug, so I was waiting for him to, to say something.
1: No, I don't I don't disagree. Okay. He, he'd be in the conversation for sure.
0: Um, Dalton Schultz or Logan Thomas. This one is Schultz and I'd go Schultz rest of the season, but well, yeah. And I'll I'll uh, I'll I'll too. Okay. You're right. You're All right, right. next. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's fair. Um James Robinson or Daryl Henderson, Sam? J- rest,
1: of rest of
2: season. Rest of season, Daryl Henderson, Dynasty James Robinson. The fuck? Look. Apparently, Matt's not been watching any of the Rams games where Daryl Henderson's continuously been an RB1 when healthy, but okay, here we go.
1: Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that you haven't been watching the Jacks game where James I Robinson do, has but- also been consistently an RB1.
2: I would take the better, more dynamic back on the Sean McVay-led team. Pretty simple. I, I'm just, I'm going to go with the and talent. And that's just rest of the season. I, I understand who's coming back next year, I, although I don't think he's going to be as much of a threat as, you know. I mean. I'm going to go with the
1: better talent here in James Robinson. That's and, cute. And someone who that's cute. Uh, doesn't have an injury on his history list so far.
2: Whereas Daryl Henderson, you know, that's the only thing you've got. I'm just leaving it out there.
1: It, uh, is, is that not is that not part of it though? It, I mean, dra- drafting Will Fuller comes with injury concerns. You have to bake yeah, but that in. We're talking about Will. Uh, there's a
2: obviously a much different conversation to be had injury wise with Will Fuller compared to Right, but
1: to but I'm saying the conversation's the same with Daryl Henderson. You draft him knowing that you might not get him for a game or two. That's just that's just part of his that's price tag.
2: That's every running back. You don't expect – I mean, you have to understand, maybe unless you're Derrick Henry, you're going to have your RB go down at some point. You have to prepare for it. I just think, okay, where were they being drafted before season? Who was the better value?
1: That's
2: because I don't – like, if we're looking back early season, then Darrell Henderson, you know, being way down there because of Cam Akers. But if we're talking like – peak redraft season then i want to know who's better value because like i guess maybe it would depend on who you, where you
0: drafted him at, the, at this point real quick just speaking of workhorses uh james robinson 73 percent snap share daryl henderson 80 percent opportunity shares both of them are harold henderson's 73.5 J-Rob, 76.8. How many games
2: under 15 PPR has James Robinson had? Henderson's had zero when healthy, so I'm just curious. Well, since well, I, they figured out how to you use You can't them, just
1: throw that in there, win
2: healthy. He missed one game. Okay, sorry. Besides the one game he missed, he's been 15-plus in every single game or 20 and above, like most recent game. You know? James, Ro-
1: uh, James Robinson, the first two weeks, they didn't get him involved, but the last four weeks. Oh, Oh, played. that
2: counts. Oh, you, know, you can't just throw that in there.
1: The last th- four weeks, he's gone 20 23, 21, 21, and
0: 18. He's, he's averaging five, six, seven,
1: two, four, five, five touchdowns over the last three weeks as well. Or yeah, four he's weeks averaging well.
0: 22 points per game the last
1: He's, he's a better though. player,
2: and now he's finally getting he's pretty used. touchdown dependent because you're telling me he's going to keep scoring that many touchdowns the rest of the season. I think you're going to be pretty disappointed with the Jacksonville Jaguars offense.
0: I will say I would take James Robinson in both. Read the rest of season <laughs> and in dynasty, but I've you know Her- Henderson last week was one of my running back risers, and I yeah. in the review this week I wrote that the way he's playing and Acres coming off that injury, like he's not gonna go away next year. It's gonna take a lot for Acres to. But he's so good, like
2: as a receiver too. Like
0: he right. caught that fade touchdown Sunday. I mean,
2: like he's a weapon out of the backfield, too, so it's like he could be a receiver, too. So it's like I don't think he's going away, but I think Cam Akers will come back and be really annoying or probably the lead back. So that's why Dynasty, I think it's easily Robinson. I'm not really worried about Travis. I didn't think he was very good before ETN. I agree.
1: Hold on. I need to look at something about Henderson. What are you looking at? I am curious. Curious minds are wandering. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Yep. I, th- I, st- I still think I, I'd take...
2: Well, what, what are you looking at? So I'm, can... I'm
1: looking at the efficiency. So James Robinson is about top 12 in just about every category that matters. And it looks like Daryl Henderson is top 25 in everything that matters. But he's a lot closer to 25 than he is to 12. So I, it could be a product of the O line. It's it's tough to say by just looking at this. His true yards per carry is, is four and a half, which which is pretty good. It ranks 18th. I don't know what James Robinson is off off the top of my head. It was like seven last time I checked. Uh,
0: What's in- interesting? So
1: point one, so almost a full yard more. But so I mean, yeah, I would just prefer James Robinson for the rest of the season. That's all.
2: Yeah. I, I just feel like if you're chasing touchdowns, that's what you're doing with James Robinson. It seems like if you're chasing touchdowns, you better go with the guy, Sean McVay. That's just how I feel not, personally.
1: Not at all. I mean, he's gotten 15 plus carries the past four weeks. That's I don't think that's chasing touchdowns. He, I, I think I'm not saying what is you, he third? Yes, you said I over think the past
2: like few weeks he's had what five touchdowns. You really think that's sustainable? I mean, yeah. I mean, do you think Derrick Henry is sustainable? I mean, he's getting all of the goal okay, line. Work. Derrick, Henry, Derrick, you cannot bring up Derrick Henry later on in the conversation after we're saying he's a unicorn. Like oh yeah, my my point is is that James Robinson is getting all of the two yard, one yard line carries. He's converting all of them.
0: So is Darrell Henderson. Well, yeah, they both have five on the year. So this
2: is a good one, Chad, because now we're both getting annoyed. (laughs) Yeah, I know. So how many how many touchdowns how many has Henderson converted? Like I'm asking. I don't don't know. I don't know. Off.
1: I mean, I. But, like James Robinson, I think is third or fourth in the league in rushing yards right now.
2: But what is he can see? But the big difference between those two is going to be like the receiving work, especially with the Henderson. I mean, well, there's not many running backs catching sixty-yard fade
0: touchdowns. Their their receiving metrics are actually very similar. What's interesting is Daryl Henderson has lined up in the slot uh, fifteen times, which I did not expect. Yeah, but I mean, like he got he runs routes and they throw the ball to him. James Robinson has actually run more routes, but. I uh, wonder if that's because Darrell Henderson was out a game. I think, like I said, I think these player profiler ones. Oh, yeah. Cheer volume. That's fair. Yep. See, so their route participation. Yeah, Henderson's is slightly higher. But they're, I mean. It looks like there's only been one game
1: that Henderson out carried James Robinson.
2: Why do I care about out carried when we're talking about points? Right, I know, like, but, it go, it goes, but it goes goes
1: it goes back to opportunity share, which James Robinson. Yeah, has but hired.
2: who's getting the more receiving work? And it's that's clearly Darrell Henderson. That Chad counts. just
1: said Chad just said it's the same.
2: Yeah, that I they're very. He close. said it's a slightly more Henderson when he's outside the one game. I, I they're super close. I just think Darrell Henderson is a little bit more explosive and has the better team. You know, I mean, like we can sit here and keep going. I mean, I didn't, I, I honestly like this was a really good one, Chad.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just got to start picking two guys that I know you like. Um are, I are like the both guy of them. that each of you I, like, put them together. Yeah, like just,
2: I just think these are really, I, I, they can probably both finish RB ones, and it just like I don't know, that's a really interesting one.
0: Yeah, those are two guys though that have been undervalued and are just. Really good. There's players, a lot of so. numbers
2: thrown out there too in the past, like ten minutes. Yeah. I'm
1: posting a poll on the Fantasy Scouts Twitter page right now. See what the see what the world thinks.
0: Check out our Twitter page. What's the at? Uh, Fantasy, Fantasy underscore Scouts. Scouts.
1: Yep.
0: So check out that poll um, on our Twitter and even reply and let us know what you think. Um, all right, Kyle Pitts or Darren Waller, Matt. Oof! Uh, Yeah, it's a tough one.
1: Probably Darren Waller rest of season. I think that one's easy. I I think I have to say Darren Waller dynasty too because I have him ranked ahead of Kyle Pitts. Like I feel like you could look at both teams and, and there's definitely question marks surrounding the future of the quarterback position. Kyle Pitts is younger like significantly, like five or six years younger, like really young. He has
0: both. That's the right answer, both. Both. (laughs) Well, you already said Waller, but I'm starting to lean – I mean, I've been very high. I guess I just haven't
1: seen
2: enough out of Pitts this season to, to be like – I also kind of think season. people are also a little overreacting. Darren Wall just hasn't found the ends zone the past few weeks. I mean, like, he hasn't – he's been under 10 points one game, and it was against the Bears where they triple covered him the entire game. Um, he's still heavily involved. It's just – i I'm not really worried about him. Um, I think both are superstars. Um if I had to trust one, I would trust the guy who's the target hog on his offense compared to the guy who's likely the 1B with Ridley
0: there, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's close. It is close. So, because uh, uh, I was going to ask that. He, he only ran 23 routes last week, but they were way – I mean, that game was – Vegas had it in hand over Denver. I kind of yeah. just would throw that one out. Um, other than that, his slops, his his snaps and routes have been pretty consistent. He just, like you said, he hasn't scored touchdowns lately or really had that kind of blow-up game. He's the tight end
2: four version. on the year, and people are starting to bail. That just gives you an understanding of, like, kind of how good he's been. I mean, he's not – he hasn't been Travis Kelsey.
0: And uh, 19 targets in week one, obviously, that was never sustainable, so – um this next one's pretty interesting to me. Um Calvin Ridley or Terry McLaurin? Uh yeah, I don't know. I'd flip a coin on both.
2: Um both superstar talents, both have question marks of quarterback. Um I, think I, don't I would know. mean McLaurin, so yeah, maybe by like a hair. Yeah. I think yeah. I have McLaurin one above in my dynasty rankings, so I'll say McLaurin for both, but I think it's pretty close.
0: Matt?
1: Yeah, I think I'm going to go McLaurin
0: both, but barely. McLaurin's one of those guys still, when I watch him play, I, I just like say, like, wow, this guy is really good. <laughs>
1: like, I, I guess for me, this might sound stupid. The thing that, that tilts it for me is that Obviously, both have quarterback questions, but I just don't know what Atlanta is yet, and I feel more confident in Ron Riviera bringing in a guy, you know, to to be that franchise quarterback. I mean Heineke. I mean, he's still seeing a lot of, a lot of work with Heineke, and you know Ridley's out right now with some personal personal stuff. So, yeah, probably McLaurin, but just barely.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, Josh Jacobs or Miles Sanders.
1: Rest of um, season, I think it has to be Jacobs. Yeah. I don't know how you can pick Moss Sanders, but I think I'd still lean Sanders in Dynasty.
2: Um, I I want to say Jacobs in both, and I want to say that because it kind of seems like Coach Espinoza, um, Raiders' new interim head coach, uh, knows to get his best players involved, and I kind of think maybe you'll see more of a workhorse role potentially with Josh Jacobs moving forward. Um, because like you already saw, they got rid of some of the dumb Jon Gruden shit last week. There was no thirteen personnel fades to Foster Moreau or anything dumb. Um, I think they're kind of getting rid of some of that stuff. So I'll say Jacobs with the hope that they are more competent with the weapons than or will probably ever be.
0: Yeah. I would, I would agree with you, Sam. I would take Jacobs in both rest of season and dynasty. I'm, I'm kind of excited for him to to see um, what he does rest of season and when they get a new staff in there. Um, the last one, Jalen Hurts or anybody else? Matt. Jalen. Um, so
2: serious question. So if I was in a redraft league with you and a dynasty league and you had Patrick Mahomes and – I had Jalen Hurts, and I sent you straight up. You're going to say yes, absolutely. Because
1: I mean, I feel like I can win just as easily with Hurts as I can with Mahomes, especially if the rest of my team remains the same. And a lot of it goes into how do you want to play. I like to enjoy myself. I like to root for my guys and watch what I want to watch. So yeah, I mean, it's not like it's not. Like I will I'm give gonna, you I, that. It's not like like, I'm out here trading, you know, Jared Golf for Patrick Mahomes. I will give you that. That you do stick
2: to your guys.
1: I mean, Jalen Hurts is – what What'd you write about? He's a QB3. He's a QB4 right now. He's the only one to score above 20 points in every game. So that's it's not a yep. crazy deal. Well, I, maybe right now in some people's eyes, but I guess if we knew the for certain job security of Jalen, like 110% rock solid, then I don't I don't think that's a crazy offer.
2: Yeah. I just don't be- know if that job will ever be
0: 110% rock solid. Yeah. For any quarterback. Yeah, maybe for Mahomes, but yeah, that's a fair point. Well, so yeah, I would say Mahomes, Allen,
2: Herbert, Brady. Oh, I was just talking specifically Will's- for the Eagles. Oh,
1: because <laughs> because they, they weren't even rock solid on wins.
0: So so, how high would you be willing to take Hertz uh, Sam? Just like amongst quarterbacks, like who who would you take him after, or I guess who would you take before Hertz? <sighs> In Went into dynasty, his dynasty rankings, about 20. He's like 17
2: in my dynasty rankings, and it's and this, exactly. that's the problem. And Matt's shitting on me about it, but that's the problem I hate with linear rankings because like he's not that low, but like when you go through it, it's like you have to like put numbers behind people, and it's like people get bumped down. And it's like, oh crap, like where am I gonna move him up to? And then you go through it and you spend six hours there, so then you just put it down and you move on. So that's how that went. And to answer you, I don't know. Whoever I got 16 above him.
0: Um can I just throw some names at you real quick yeah. before we get out of here? All right. Bradley Josh firing. Allen. Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert. Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford. Dak Prescott.
2: Dak Prescott.
0: Kirk Cousins.
2: Jalen Hurts.
0: Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Derek Carr. Jalen Hurts. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Russell Wilson. <laughs> Russell Wilson. I will give it to you. That's uh...
1: There's only two guys on that list I would well, take over, Jalen.
2: I just feel like you're being a fanboy at that point. I'm not. I mean, the guy
1: is the only quarterback to not score 20 points.
2: But you're like – I'm th- I'm not thinking about – I'm not just looking at a six-week sample size. I am looking at the next 10 years. I just – I believe
1: – Trust the talent. That's what everybody says. Trust the talent, not the situation. You and me have had this conversation many, many times. There is plenty of tape well, for, another, for another team – if if the Eagles don't want him to go, don't, no, I don't want him agree, there's, enough, there's enough tape for another team to go, we, we can put together an offense that you guys couldn't.
2: So you're telling me I'm trying to think how to ask this. If tomorrow you wake up and Jalen Hurts is going to be a Houston Texan with Everything that's going on, you're still taking him above guys in stable organizations like Justin Herbert and Kyler Murray and Josh Allen and like these guys. I'm just trying Kyler Murray and Josh Allen, I would take before Jalen.
1: Just just so we're clear. Patrick Mahomes.
0: I would take Jalen. Lamar Jackson. That one's close.
1: What do you... I, I, I think I have Jackson one spot ahead of Jalen in my dynasty ranks.
0: You really? Oh, okay. How about Dak
1: Prescott? I would take Jalen
2: over Patrick Mahomes.
1: No, over Jalen. No, o- no, 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 no. Like, over... I'm
2: just still stuck on that one. I thought, uh, like, yeah, that's, I that's thought crazy. Josh Allen. We just had Patrick that discussion. Starting sorry, no, sorry, no, no. I thought Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes were the two that you were like. I thought it was like, oh, okay, those are the clear cut, like tier one guys, like. Okay, then Matt will take everybody else below him. Like that's what I thought. And then you're telling me you were take Jalen over. I'm still trying to process that. No, I'd, I'd take Kyler and Josh Allen. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out. I don't understand. Yeah, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I'm confused. I'm. We're talking about the QB one. He's still the QB one. He's got the best coach, the best weapons. He's, he's not the, the, QB, he's not one. the QB one.
1: You gotta turn that, gotta down. Turn
2: that down. Patrick Mahomes in six-point passing touchdowns is the QB one right now.
1: Okay, well, I don't play six-point passing touchdowns. I play. Hey, you also p- play
2: two tight end leagues.
1: In- I play the standard four-point passing touchdowns. Josh Allen was the QB one last year, and he's currently the QB one today.
2: And let me guess, Josh or Patrick
1: Mahomes is the QB
2: two. Uh,
1: I I just closed it out, so I don't know. <laughs>
0: All right. Um, we have established that. Matt but uh, would I think I think my,
1: I don't think it's crazy. Right. So I think there is if you want to be concerned about the job security and and just you don't think he's ever going to make it. then that's fine. That's your prerogative. Your eyes are, are telling you something that mine are telling me something different. But I mean, this guy put up one hundred and like 15 passing yards or whatever it was and still scored 25 points.
2: Like who does that? Patrick Mahomes does that on his sleep. Patrick Mahomes can get that in one quarter. okay.
0: Jalen Hurts is like
2: a really good player.
0: And
1: I think but but it's but I think it's the consistency. Like you could get 40 points out of Patrick Mahomes in week one, and then you could get 13 the next just because the when does that ever happen? It, It was a bad
2: game. Jalen gives you a floor of 20. That's like a locked in 20 points. Patrick Mahomes, hold on. Let me go back to 2020. The last time Patrick Mahomes had – oh, hold on. I got to go back to 2019. Week 7 of 20, 2019 was the last time that I could see Patrick Mahomes had less than double-digit fantasy points. Um, I don't see any 13s in here. Well, hold on. Sorry, that week 7 game was the game he got hurt against Denver. At Denver, that's right. Yep. Yep.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, okay.
0: Yeah, obviously you don't count that one. You only played half the game or um, I don't know. I'm either way, I mean, I, I think what people kind of failed to realize with Jalen Hurts, and maybe they are now, like you said, Matt, I I mentioned in my article, above 20 points, the only one to do it, he has such a safe floor. I mean, I'm still digging my homes, but I think people are starting to realize that he has that safe floor because of what he does on the ground. And we saw it in prime time. Right. Okay. So, so come with me, right? Think about this. Patrick Mahomes
1: is doing what he's doing, right? He's amazing. He's proven stud. Okay. So let's look at this from a fantasy aspect only, not real life football. Jalen hurts provides you a floor of 20 to 22 points a game. Okay. And in real life, he's still developing as a quarterback. He's not throwing a lot of yardage right now, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. What happens if, and when, he gets the passing game together, and then you add in his rushing abilities.
2: Then he'll be Patrick
1: Mahomes.
0: He'll be Lamar Jackson. I mean,
1: I mean, there's a world where he scores four to five touchdowns a game. Like so through the like, air, what? through That's the what air, No, he not.
2: I, I'm just I, giving you I, shit. I, I just, I closed out it again. Disagree. Unbelievable. I I love Jalen Hurts. I just I thought Patrick Mahomes and Jay, Josh Allen were like the two that cuz they I mean, give you
1: like are you not worried about the future of Mahomes at all? Just because we've talked about I mean, he's throwing interceptions at a relatively high clip. It's probably an anomaly. I'm not terribly worried about it, but I'm just saying it's part of it this year. You know, his contract's going to get more and more expensive. You know, the weapons around him may not be as good. They're not good at drafting. They've proven that. So, I mean, there's just a lot of stuff that's going on with him and the team as a whole.
2: And he's still the QB one. Uh, I like. I just think like, right now, like if it's, it's ugly right now, and if this is as bad as I don't know, um, I see what Mahomes is now, and I don't know. I, I mean, I love, like. I like I, fantasy football, but I don't want to live in a fantasy world where I'm hoping Jalen Hurts can turn into Patrick Mahomes.
0: I don't think. I think you look at. Hertz's first what nine starts now is it and yeah. 10 and you compare it to like Lamar Jackson he's a better passer than Lamar was oh, absolutely. Lamar's doing with his arm now too if if Jalen Hurts can kind of get down that trend where he's you Yeah,
1: know. I mean, okay, so Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes, who would you rather have? One obviously provides a little more rushing upside than the other. In dynasty, I would I would definitely take Mahomes. But they're they're close, no? Like if somebody traded one they for are very once, close, if like somebody this. traded one for one straight up, you wouldn't you wouldn't like be like, oh my god, you know, you just kind of keep scrolling. In my
2: opinion, the guys that I believe are like the tier one fantasy QBs are Allen, Mahomes, Herbert, Jackson, and Kyler. Like somewhat of a rushing floor, big arms, great offenses. And the reason why I, I give Josh Allen that boost, I mean, or not Josh Allen, Justin Herbert that boost. I know they had a bad game this week and the Ravens beat the brakes off of them in every facet of the game is the rate that they actually go forward on fourth down was literally normal weeks, creating extra opportunities and touchdowns for that offense. And we talked about it last week on the pod. So that's kind of why I believe he was there. And it's like, you have a
0: bunch of great tier two guys and it's like, that's just kind of how I look at it. I will say I was playing against Herbert and Mike Williams two weeks ago and them going forward on fourth down definitely made a difference, and it led to more and more points. So that's, I mean, I think that's a really good point with Herbert. I would say that's kind of the conversation Jalen is is in. I, I would say Allen, Mahomes, Kyler, and Jack, Lamar Jackson are the top tier, and then you get to Herbert and Hurts in the next. Yeah, tier.
1: and to be clear, we're talking about fantasy here. Obviously, if I'm starting a franchise, I'm taking Mahomes. You know, it's just right. it's one of those things, but. I just think it's it's I think it's close in fantasy. And I'd rather, you know, if I'm off by three points a game, then so be it, I'd rather cheer for my guy. That's just just the way it is. Because it's not like you're losing, you know, you're still winning. It's just not
0: winning by as much. So who cares? Well, you had Jalen Hurts coming out of college, and a lot of people thought, you know, there was no way he could take that job from Carson Wentz. He was a backup, et cetera, et cetera. You've been on him from the beginning, and where he's at now, I think is just it's really cool to see that progression for him and where he's at now and the fact that you were on it from day one.
2: I just and, hope that they continue to give him a chance and more importantly, a competent
0: coaching staff. Yeah. I think I had some arguments with people in the last few weeks about hurts and his just abilities. And I think seeing that game in prime time opened a lot of people's eyes to what Jalen's been going through with that offense and the play calling. So I, I uh, think, Just one last thing on him. I think if you look at his film,
1: there's obviously a lot of things that he needs to continue to work on to get better. You know, he's young, so on and so forth. But there's also a lot of stuff he does, and there's a lot of throws in his tape where he he makes that throw, and you're just left like, wow. Like, he can make some really high-level NFL throws. But it's just a matter of... I think the big issue for him is just trusting. Trusting what he's seeing trusting that his wide receiver is going to be in the spot instead of waiting to see things open. And that's not difficult to fix. That's just like the coach slapping you across the face. Like, dude, just throw the ball. Just rip it like that. That's not something that, that that can't be fixed. So I just think a lot of it is just him building confidence that staff, you know, you know, slowly making the playbook more expansive and he'll get there. It just, you just gotta be patient. I mean, this guy's 10 games into a career. It's way too early to tell. And it's really difficult to evaluate him with the staff
0: being as bad as they are right now, so there's a lot of a
1: lot of question marks
0: yeah, I listened to a podcast and they were basically complaining about his accuracy, and I just thought of we've seen some throws where he just drops it in the bucket. His adjusted completion percentage is seventy three percent I think uh i there's definitely some throws that he skips still, and
1: i sure. I don't understand what that is, so he how to
0: throw to quiz Watkins or more.
1: You got to get that cleaned up, but again, this, the the issues that you're seeing are not something where you're like, yeah, this guy's just not going to make it. You can't fix that, you know.
0: Sure, I am expecting a Quez Watkins breakout very soon. Um, but on that note, that'll wrap it up for today's show. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, remember to head on over to ffballallday.com. You can check out my weekly review there; is free. And then head on over to patreon.com backslash fantasy scouts to get it in the future along with we got a waiver wire article coming up we got thursday night previews we got dfs articles got all kinds of stuff on top there so don't forget to subscribe there um and we'll see you next week on the fantasy scouts podcast where we bring you inside info you won't get anywhere else